everybody Saturday night, the night before church. Remember when we used to have church? Remember those days? Remember when you used to just be able to go to church, not make a reservation to go, not one way in, one way out, 10 feet apart, no church services. Remember all that? That's what we got to get back to, right? All right, just some quick headlines just to start off tonight. Welcome, everybody. It's good to see you. Democrat Elliot Ingalls was unseated this week, a month after the vote in New York State. So a month ago, he was actually unseated by who? Upstart socialist Jamar Jamal Bowman. So this socialist beat this longtime Democratic congressman, Elliot Ingalls, but it was actually a month ago that it happened. So if you're wondering what some of this cabal is about, it's about trying to get everybody to do mail-in balloting to try to defeat Trump so the Democratic Party can use all the corruption at their disposal to corrupt the mail-in ballot. This, it took them a month in New York, a month to figure out who got elected 30 days ago. Can you imagine that? Get this, just some quick headlines. Senate Democrats proposed 300, a $350 billion reparations measure to address systemic racism. $350 billion in a country that's 26 trillion dollars in debt does anybody even care i guess not senate democrats propose 350 billion dollars in reparations in a country listen last month alone in june i had a little video on this later so it's i'm kind of ruining it but last month alone in june our country was almost went a trillion dollars more in debt 840 billion dollars in debt in the month of June only, not for the year, the month of June only. And then you've got these Democratic idiots up on the Hill voting, the Senate Democrats, for $350 billion in reparations. To who exactly? Which immigrants are you going to pay those to? The black immigrants only? Because we also had uh, slaves from Ireland. We had slaves from other Nordic countries slaves from all around the world. So who exactly, which descendants of the slaves get all of the money exactly? Homicide rates up 14% in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's blamed on what? Systemic racism. How's that? Explain that to me. Report CFL's Edmonton Eskimos to change their name. So they're gone. Redskins gone. Texas Rangers are next on the list. Eskimos have already bent their knee, knee, knee to the cabal. It'll never work. Alec Baldwin claims Trump planning to use armed force to stop the election in November. Trump is planning. Alec Baldwin says Trump is planning to use armed force to stop the election in November. Madden 21 coming out to use generic Washington team name. So who knows what name they're going to use. Last month, Breitbart News reported on Amazon's censorship of Killing Free Speech Part 1. This is a documentary called Killing Free Speech. The first part of the documentary about censorship, Amazon, has now censored Part 2 of the documentary. So Amazon is censoring a documentary called Killing Free Speech. They've censored both of them. Now this also, I want to show you this. They've also censored this book right here. The Phantom Virus by Rodney Howard Brown. You have got to get this. Get this. Buy lots of copies for lots of different people. Make sure that you buy it. I already have my copy here. This is mine. I'll be reading it. 
Get that, get one, order it up. Amazon does not have them because they've borrowed them from Amazon. So you need to go to Rodney Howard Brown's website, the River Church website, order the book. It's been censored by Amazon, just like free speech part one, uh, killing free speech part one, killing free speech part two, all censored by Amazon. There's nothing out, there's nothing going on out there, folks. There's no big cabal happening right now or anything, right? UN, UK, I mean. United Kingdom, Great Britain, knife crime hits record high. So they're non-Second Amendment. They have no guns allowed in, in, uh, in the UK. You're not allowed to carry a gun anywhere. Well, you know what? Bad guys will still find a way to do it. Their knife crimes are out now at record proportion. Murder surges in Sadiq Khan's London. That's the mayor of London. All right, on to other stuff. Let me say hi to everybody first. Um... We've got, let's see, Bailey Marie is watching. God bless you. Good to see you. Andre's watching. Hey, Barbara, good to see you. Aaron's on. God bless you. Thomas, good to see you guys. Put, put where you're from when you can so I can actually identify you better because there's lots of Toms and everything. Hey, Jeff from Chicago. God bless you. Hey, Connie, good to see you. Hey, John, good to see you. Uh, Petrina from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome. God bless you. Hey, Jan, good to see you from Brenham, Texas. God bless you. Let's see who else is on there. Lots of people already on. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining me. Marilyn from Seattle. Wow. War torn. Communist occupied Seattle. Marilyn, welcome. Good to see you. Hey, Tommy, good to see you. Lucy, good to see you. Sister, God bless you. Lucy from Pennsylvania. God bless you. Glad you guys are all on. Who else we got here? Todd from Cape Coral, God bless you. Hey, April from OKC, God bless you. Thank you guys all for watching. I really do appreciate it. From Aaron Ginn, this is a tweet from Aaron Ginn. Sweden's decision to keep schools open during the pandemic resulted. Ready? Here's the results. Here are the facts. Remember, we choose facts to be our truth, not our own truth becoming facts. No higher rate of infection in school children than in neighboring Finland, where schools did temporarily close, their public health agency said in a joint report. So closing schools does what? Let's say it together. Nothing to control any pandemic. It does nothing to control a viral pandemic. It doesn't do anything. Here's a tweet from Buck Sexton. New York schools... Not reopening. Look what he says here. This is hysterical. So it's safe to get. This is New York. Bill de Blasio's plan right here. Maybe the whole state is in New York. That's no, New York City. Yep. So it's safe to gather kids and groups indoors. It's just not safe to teach them anything while the city does it. So what are they doing? New York City mayor is announcing a plan to provide child care for 100,000 New York children in the fall. It will use community centers and organizations, libraries, and other spaces to set up care. So in other words, they're going to coagulate a bunch of kids, just not teach them. That makes a lot of sense, right? Typical Democratic Party leadership. It has nothing to do with keeping kids safe whatsoever. All it has to do is is with uns, all it has to do with is unseating a duly elected president, ushering in vaccines, 
ushering totalitarianism, ushering in socialism. That's all that any of this is about. That's all Black Lives Matter is about. That's all Antifa is about. That's all the response to the coronavirus is about. It's got absolutely nothing to do with keeping kids kids safe. They, you just saw the study from Sweden. It did lockdowns do nothing to keep kids safe. They're not significant vectors of the virus. They don't carry it around anyway. So instead, what they're going to do in New York is coagulate 100,000 kids, just not teach them any algebra or history or English. Brilliant democratic move, as always. Right here locally, right where I'm doing this broadcast right now, Charlotte County, Florida. Charlotte superintendent seeks to delay school opening to August 31st. Explain the logic behind that, please. I would love to hear the logic behind delaying it from August, roughly August 15th, August 16th, whatever it was. Oh, instead of August 10th. Oh, it's really, it's almost three weeks. So delaying it three weeks. Why? What difference does that make? I love to see the scientific evidence of why you would delay school three weeks. School board superintendent Steve Dionzio emailed staff Friday evening stating he would make a recommendation to the school board to delay the start of school for students to August 31st instead of August 10th. The school board will have an emergency meeting, blah, blah, blah. I will be recommending all students, staff, and individuals wear masks, face coverings on school property to the maximum extent possible, effective July 22nd, 2020. This includes schools, district buildings, and buses. So here's the deal. Why? Explain to me the science behind it. Let's look at the science, shall we? So he wants to delay school for three more weeks. I don't see any, I, I see no referencing to any scientific data whatsoever. Any proponent of masks, any proponent of delays, any proponent of keeping schools closed, if you will notice, never has any scientific data whatsoever to back up their opinions. What they have are goofy, politically motivated or fear-based opinions. And they're not ever afraid of the virus, just so you know. They're never afraid of the virus. All they're afraid of is one, if they're a Democrat, they're just trying to unseat, unseat Trump. That's all they're trying to do. If they're not a Democrat, what they are is afraid of, of pushback from Democrats or from weak-kneed, spineless Republicans that'll come in. Well, we're not sending our kids in then. We're scared to death of what? Let's look. Children are seven times more likely. Children, ready now, are seven times more likely to die of the flu. Say it with me now. Send it to me, everybody. The flu. Then coronavirus. Kids one to four. 20 times more likely to die of the flu. Kids five to 14. Seven times more likely to die of the flu than COVID-19. People, adults and kids, 15 to 24 are 1.25 times more likely to die of the flu. There you go. Those are the facts. So Superintendent Steve Dionzio, what on earth are you freaking doing? What you are doing is what the Democrats want you to do. I don't know what you are, a Democrat or a Republican, but all you are is somebody caving in to complete and total lies and nonsense. 
Children are not significant vectors of COVID-19. It's been proven time after time after time, but never let any real truth get in the way of your narrative. From Breitbart yesterday, Donald Trump, President Trump, no national mask mandate. I do not believe in it. Trump said, no, I want people to have a certain freedom. And I don't believe in that, Trump said. No, and I don't agree with this with the statement that if everybody that ever that if everybody wears a mask, everything disappears. Correct. Hey, he said, hey, Dr. Fauci said, don't wear a mask. Our Surgeon General, terrific guy, sounds like Trump, right? Said, don't wear a mask. Everybody who is saying don't wear a mask, all of a sudden, everybody's got to wear a mask. He is correct. Masks didn't work four months ago. Guess what? They don't work now. Absolutely do not work whatsoever. Let me give you the facts and data. For those that have seen this before, you've seen it for a couple shows in a row. Stay with me. I'm going to do this quick. This is how it works with masks. Are you ready? All school and all terrified teachers. Again, you know, if you've got Nancy Pelosi pushing for a mask mandate and President Donald Trump not pushing for a mask mandate, if you're strapping on a mask, whose side are you on? Exactly. There she is. That's whose side you're on. If you're pushing for a mask mandate, there's your Pied Piper right there. Go ahead and follow her if that's what you want to do. Not for me. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. You know what the, you know what the Bible says about disease? If you bind it, it's bound. If you loose it, it's loose. It also says that Jesus took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. It also says no plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Matthew 16, Psalm 91. There you go. So here's mask science for you. A COVID-19 particle is 0.06 to 0.1 microns. Ready? Listen, remember those numbers. Write them down. Record this broadcast. Whatever it is. And let me just say this. Like and share it right now. Come on. I know you're going to lose friends sharing this. I know it. Just join the club. Do what you got to do. Say what. If I need to be your spokesman, I'll be your spokesman. I'll be the bad guy. Been one my whole life anyway. So like and share, like and share, like and share. Right now, COVID-19 particle is 0.06 to 0.1 microns. Cloth masks block particles that are 2,000 microns. So 2,000 microns. And remember what the size of coronavirus is, 0 0.06. A cloth mask blocks something that's 2,000 times that size. That's it. So it doesn't work. You are setting up a chain link fence to block a flea. It doesn't work. It's common mask. The common mask you see everybody wearing. They block up to three microns. The best they can do is three microns. A, a coronavirus particle is at most 0.1 microns. A surgical mask meant exclusively for surgical environments has a 30% chance of blocking 0.1 microns. 70% of the time, they cannot block the largest, the largest COVID-19 particle. N95 masks that every, or, and, or, and or N99 masks have a 95% chance of blocking 
0.3 microns. The largest coronavirus micron is 0.1. And N95 does nothing. Surgical mask practically does nothing. Regular masks do nothing. Your bandana does nothing. And yet here we are still doing it. From Caitlin RN, I got this off of Alyssa on Facebook, my Facebook friend. So if you're, this is Caitlin RN, a registered nurse. She says, so if you're not planning on doing some surgery while you shop for groceries or take a walk in the park, your mask is really just serving to warm your face and harbor, and harbor some of those germs you're so ter terrified of right in front of your airway. Instances when one one should don an N95 respirator would be things like a case of uh, tuberculosis. And we are fit tested for those and given a mask type to use in such cases. So N95s, useless. She says, I have to say I'm a little disappointed to see so many educated medical professionals promoting, promoting unsafe, baseless practices and seemingly forgetting their foundational knowledge. Look at this tweet or statement by Anthony Fauci. Here he is. I would urge leaders, the local, political, and other leaders in states and cities and towns to be as forceful. There's no cabal, is there? Nothing else going on but trying to, to control a virus with a 99.9% .9 survival rate. Even the CDC says 99.74 survival rate. Put that back up there. I want to finish reading it just in case. In states and cities and towns to be as forceful as possible in getting your citizenry to wear masks. Is everybody seeing this? Uh, a mask wearing Republican slash conservative bothering you yet? It should have been bothering you months ago. Are you waking up yet? Hey, quarantine mom, quarantine dad, quarantine Christian. Any of this bothering yet? Hey, oh, don't worry. We're only on month five of our two-week shutdown so that hospitals can enable themselves for the coronavirus. But don't worry about it. Nothing, nothing to see here, folks. Florida health op officer. Here we go. Uh, the world, worldometer uh, coronavirus numbers, the United States coronavirus death numbers, uh, coronavirus death numbers in the United States hovering somewhere between 130 and 140,000. Coronavirus is worldwide. I think my buddy told me around six, 640,000. So here we go. Now, are those numbers true? Are they true? CDC numbers, are they really true? Well, let's look. Right now in the state of Florida, we allegedly have 400, a little over 4,000 4, out of 22 million. But 4,000 coronavirus deaths. Lock up your daughters. 4,000 deaths out of 22 million people. Oh, there we go. Worldwide, we got 604,000 coronavirus deaths out of 8 billion people. There you go. And probably hovering around 59,000 serious to critical cases worldwide of coronavirus out of 8 billion people, somewhere probably 59, 60,000 serious to critical coronavirus cases going on worldwide out of 8 billion people, but yet shut everything down. The smart countries didn't. Japan, Sweden, others never shut their countries down. The dumb, dumb countries did. Sadly, since we're dominated by Democrats, we shut ours down due to Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks. But Florida health officer labels motorcycle crash victim a coronavirus death. There is the crash. That's a coronavirus death in the state of Florida. 
right there. An individual who was killed in a fatal motorcycle crash in Florida was recently listed as a COVID-19 death. Just trust the professionals. I remember getting into this with people on Facebook. I don't really do much of that anymore. But they're like, trust the professionals. Trust the professionals. What are you talking about? These are the professionals. They just put this guy's death down as a COVID-19 death. And listen to the goober response to this. The truth about the death was brought to light after Fox 35's news asked Orange County Health Officer Dr. Paul Pino whether the two individuals in their 20s who were listed as coronavirus deaths had any underlying condition. The first one didn't have any, Pino said. He died in a motorcycle accident. Pino was then questioned on whether the data from the individual passed away in the motorcycle crash had been removed from the system, to which Pino said, I don't think so. I have to double check. These are the idiots in charge. These are the people in charge. He said in an odd continuation, the article wrote, this is out of Breitbart 717. Pino went on to insist that one could argue that COVID-19 may have caused the individual to crash. Well, hello there, Poindexter. These are the people in charge. That's, did you hear what he just said? That COVID-19 could have caused the crash. How idiotic can you be? Hey, but Republican, conservative, Christian, just keep with your safe reopenings, your mask wearing, your quarantines and your lockdowns. Just keep on doing it. Just trust these guys. Trust Poindexter there. Trust him. Look at that guy. Trust that guy with your life, with your livelihood, with your job, with your future, with your kid's future. Trust him. You believe there's 4,000 people in the state of Florida that have really died of COVID? Do you really believe it? Do you really believe it? You ought not to. And you shouldn't believe that there's 136,000 nationwide either because it's all crap. It's not true. We were arguing, discussing, or trying to argue with the state, not because of the numbers. It's 100. It doesn't make any difference if it's 99. This is the goober continuing with his conversation, Pino continuing with his response. But the fact that the individual didn't die from COVID-19, died in a crash, but you could actually argue that it could have been the COVID-19 that caused him to crash. I don't know the conclusion of that one. These are the people in charge of the numbers right here, right now. Get this. Most of you, this is a little bit of an old story. It's from last week, from the 14th, but it's still, I'm just putting together all these numbers to show you how they've come up with 4,000 deaths in Florida and 136,000 deaths worldwide, I mean, countrywide, and 604,000 deaths worldwide. Investigation reveals inflated Florida coronavirus numbers. Fox 35, a Fox 35 investigation released on Monday of this week, discovered an inflation of coronavirus cases by the Florida Department of Health. Fox 35 anchor... Charles Billy explained the impetus for the investigation. He said, we found numerous labs that are only reporting positive test results. That's all they're reporting. They're reporting zero negatives. So they show a hundred percent positivity rate that got our attention. Don't worry. It's only one lab, right? Ah, no, 22 labs reported 100% positivity rates. Two labs reported 91.18 positivity rates you know what the true percentage of positivity in the state of florida is and only among those tested 
is 8 to 9%. The Florida Department of Health Health stated positivity rates are associated with volumes of coronavirus cases does not match claims made by the testing facilities. Yeah, no, duh. But yet their numbers are still counted. Countless labs have reported, countless, countless, countless labs have reported a 100% positivity rate. So everybody's got it, right? Which means every single person tested was positive. What a miracle. Other labs have very high positivity rates. Fox 35 found that testing sites like CentraCare reported 83 people were tested and all 83 tested positive. <laughs> what is going on out there? You know what's going on? Corruption. Corruption. People spoon feeding you a narrative. Listen, here's the deal. Even if coronavirus was going like wildfire right now, which it's not, who cares? 99.9% survival rate. Isolate those that are sick and in nursing homes and you wipe the whole thing out, i.e. Sweden. The report showed that Orlando Health had a 98% positivity rate. 98%. However, when Fox 35 News contacted the hospital, they confirmed errors in the report. Orlando's health positive positivity rate is only, like I said, 9.4%, not 98% that they reported. Fox News went on to speak with Florida Department of Health on Tuesday. They confirmed that although private and public laboratories are required to report positive and negative results to the state immediately, some have not. Specifically, they said some smaller private labs were not reporting negative test results, negative test result data to the state. Unbelievable. That's where we're at. That's the truth. Tens of thousands, this is from the Telegraph, tens of thousands of coronavirus tests have been double counted. Double counted, officials admit. Two samples taken from the same patient are being recorded as two separate tests. People ask me for my sources. The Telegraph, May 20th. Bloomberg, seven days ago. Florida corrects day's virus deaths to 95 from 188. Oh, they just doubled it for a day. And why did they correct it? Probably because they got caught. Florida corrected its reported number of daily deaths from COVID-19 to 95 from 188 reported earlier on Saturday. Last week they did this. They, had, they reported in a single day there was 188 coronavirus deaths. Nah, 95. But they had to correct. Those 95 ain't true either, by the way. That's Bloomberg 7-Eleven. Fake death counts, Illinois. Dr. Emily Landon of the University of Chicago Medicine said nearly everyone who had COVID-19 at the time they died will be counted as coronavirus related as a coronavirus related death by their local health department because there's no other way for them to make up statistics properly. That's what it says. There's no other way for them to make up statistics properly dr emily there she is there she is they count everybody with coronavirus what is your some people probably think well they had coronavirus listen do you know how many people get the flu a year in the united states between 30 and 45 million if you have it it's like if you've had a cold you care you will carry because cold is also a coronavirus which if you take a coronavirus test right now, if you had a cold any time in the last 10 years, you'll test positive, by the way. But don't let the facts get in the way of what you believe. 
But here's the thing. If they did this with the flu, I love it. Let's always compare how they're handling coronavirus with how they handle the flu. So if 45 million people get the flu in the United States on a, on a yearly basis, if they did, if they checked everybody who died of a heart attack, of a stroke, car crash, motorcycle crash, whatever it may be, and they drew blood from each and every one of those, and they counted every motorcycle crash, car crash, stroke death, flu death, cold death, uh, tsunami death, whatever, if they drew blood from all of those victims, tornado deaths, and drew blood from shooting deaths have been counted as coronavirus deaths, fact, if they drew blood from everybody who has died of those things during a normal flu season, do you know how many flu deaths there would be? If they counted all those towards flu deaths, that's what they're doing every day. That's what, well, they're like, you're like, why would they do that? To unseat a duly elected president because there are demonic lying forces out there that want to usher in a one world order, a mark of the beast, socialism. Socialism is at least responsible right now, up to date, to over a hundred million deaths. And people still want it. And that's why you're seeing it. So you had Illinois faking deaths, other fake death counts. From Alex Berenson, under the new guidance, any death under the new CDC guidance, hence the reason why Trump said, you know what, no more CDC, send me the numbers. He knows now. I've been saying for a couple weeks, Trump is starting to catch on. He's starting to catch on. He knows that little demon Fauci right next to him is a lying sack of crap. And so's Burks. Liars. He's catching on. That's why. But this, this is what Alex Berenson said about the CDC. Under the new guidance, any death which COVID-19 caused or is assumed to have caused or contributed will be counted as a coronavirus death from the CDC. Well, who makes the assumption? In Colorado, a CBS4 investigation revealed the state health department reclassified three deaths at a centennial nursing home as COVID-19 deaths, despite the fact that attending physicians ruled all three were not related to the coronavirus. Washington officials admit to counting five gunshot deaths as COVID-19 deaths in their COVID-19 tally. Deborah Burks, head of the coronavirus response team out of the White House, said this. There is nothing from the CDC that I can trust. She said this in a White House coronavirus task force meeting. The Post reported that Burks and others feared the CDC's statistics are of mortality rate are, are 25% off, also including case counts, 25% off. And she's part of the cabal, and she's having to admit to 25%. Dr. Annie Bekis Bukasek, MD, explained in a presentation how death certificates are made. The Centers for Disease Control states that mortality, quote-unquote, data includes both confirmed and presumptive positive cases. That's from her website. The CDC counts both true COVID-19 cases and speculative cases of COVID-19 the same. That's, that's what's happening. That's why you have all these deaths. You're like, Tom, enough. No, there's more. If one, if from WebMD, if a loved one dies in Colorado, Ohio, or Connecticut and other states, 
and COVID-19 is suspected, but there is no confirmed diagnosis, that death will now be counted, will be included in the state's death toll. Just keep trusting the experts. Pennsylvania counts death, uh, cuts death count by 200, calling accuracy into question. Burke says government is classifying, Deborah Burks again, she bashes the CDC and then supports the CDC. Burke says government is classifying all deaths of patients with coronavirus as COVID-19 deaths. People are like, well, they had coronavirus. No, <laughs> that means they had the antibodies in them. Whether active or not, they're counting it as a coronavirus death. Hence the reason someone gets shot to death, they test their blood. Oh, they have coronavirus. No, they have or had it. Same thing with the flu. If they did this with the flu, can you imagine the numbers? Deborah Burks again. Remember, this is the head of the Coronavirus Response Task Force. I think in this country, we are taking a very liberal, oh yeah, democratic approach to mortality, she said at a press briefing. I think the reporting here has been pretty straightforward over the last blankety-blank weeks. And someone, if someone dies with covid we are counting that with COVID means that they had it at some point. Well, how does the statistics go? 98%, 98% of people who have had COVID worldwide really never knew they had it or they had very mild symptoms. That's it. So then that person dies of a heart attack. Three weeks later, here comes Deb Burks, Fauci, Colorado, uh, California, Washington, Pennsylvania, the diet person who had COVID four months ago still has the antibodies in their blood. They die of a shoot, gunshot wound to the head. They pull their blood. Ooh, COVID-19 COVID antibodies. There's a COVID death. That's what they're doing. Fact. These are facts. We choose those things. They're called facts. And anywhere you go on the CDC website, whether it's their provisional deaths or anywhere else, their total death counts when they when they count out when they count COVID nineteen deaths, it includes the flu and it includes pneumonia. It does every time. It's right here. Pull up provisional death counts on the CDC website. It will tell you that every single time. What are other motivations? Mon monetary motivations, three times the amount of money for a COVID-19, for somebody to be on a respirator, for COVID-19, a ventilator for COVID-19. Money, all these different reasons why. Minnesota officials have decided against post-mortem testing to determine if undiagnosed people who died from severe respiratory problems were infected with COVID-19. So they could have died of lung cancer. They could have died of the flu. They could have died of tuberculosis. They could have died of pneumonia. They're not testing them. They're just counting them as COVID. Fact. This is facts, folks. This is absolute fact. As noted in the, by the Daily Wire, New York City is also including untested patients into their COVID-19 death totals. Untested patients. That's where we're at. White House Coronavirus Task Force, Deborah Brooks. Here's another one. Texas health officials. This is from yesterday. This is from yesterday. Texas health officials remove 3,000, 3,000 probable coronavirus cases from overall count. Overall count. 
The state of Texas today had to remove, it's not just 3,000, 3,484 cases from its COVID-19 positive test count because the San Antonio Health Department was reporting, here we go again, probable cases for people never actually tested or confirmed positive. There we are. Questions about the number of coronavirus cases has also been raised in Colorado, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey over claims that suspected coronavirus patients are dying from causes other than coronavirus. So when you look at the death counts, it is nowhere near what any health department's telling you. You may have a great state, but there's still deep state people inside of there. We have a great governor here, the great state of Florida. However, I don't trust the FDH, the Florida Department of Health. Look at them. Look at them being caught. Another, just a different switching topics, different headline now. This is actually from a website called Christian Headlines from yesterday. Poor people in China. And this should sound eerily familiar to you. Renounce Christ or lose government assistance. China's low-income Christians are told. Renounce Christ or lose government assistance. Christian citizens in China who receive social welfare payments have been ordered to abandon their faith or risk losing government support, according to a new report. Hmm, that sounds kind of familiar. The only place I can grocery shop starting the 20th in my town is Winn-Dixie. Without a mask on, I can't go to Publix. I can't go to Walgreens. I can't go to Walmart. I can't go to CDC. I can't, uh, CVS. I can't go to Target. This sounds kind of familiar. Oh no, those are two different things. You sure? You sure? Are you really sure? Because how, how different is the Democratic Party than the CCP, the Communist Party, Chinese Communist Party? How different are they? Seriously, how different are they? How different is the Democratic Party in the United States than the Communist Party in China? Explain to me the difference, please. And right now, I can't go anywhere. I'm not wearing some stupid mask in there to go buy Doritos. So here's the thing. I can't go. This sounds very familiar. I'm not going to renounce my faith by putting on a mask. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. I'm not going to wear a mask around. That's denying my own faith. In April, same article, officials from several villages in the, I can't, Shanxi province are called together, were called together for a meeting and ordered by the government to remove crosses, religious symbols, and images from the homes of people of faith. Just like, oh, well, who, what, has that ever happened here? Has that ever happened here? Well, we've had places that have been closed. We've had plenty of churches that have been closed, right? How different is it? Well, you know, I'm going to read you something later if I can get, if I have enough time to get to it. Well, there's a legitimate reason. There's always, look at me now, look at me. There's always going to be a legitimate reason, dum-dums. You think they're going to come to you and say, we're ushering in socialism. We're ushering in the mark of the beast. Please close your churches and take the mark. Of course, they're going to give you something that's reasonable. All you Christians that think that the COVID-19 response, if you think social distancing, quarantines, lockdowns, mask wearings, all those vaccines, if you think any of that is reasonable, you've lost your mind. There's always going to be a reasonable reason to usher in evil. 
It's never going to be in plain sight, folks. In April, officials from several villages to remove crosses, ordered to remove crosses, religious symbols and images from their homes. People of faith who receive social welfare, people of faith have to remove these symbols if they receive any government assistance and replace them with portraits of Mao Zedong or Xi Jinping, the current leader. That's where we're at. From MRC TV, Pennsylvania, university students demand school and free speech protections. The students are demanding no more free speech on campus. Did you ever think you would see a day like that? Did you ever think you would see a day where you had, remember when we used to have students that would march for other things like for peace or something like that? Maybe even for free speech. You had Martin Luther King marching for freedom. Now we have people marching and protesting for the opposite. They're marching to lose their freedom. They're protesting to lose their freedom. In the end times, things that are good will be called bad and things that are bad will be called good. Pittsburgh University students demand school end free speech protections. This is the name of their group, Black Pit. That's the name of their group, a coalition of black students. A, black, a coalition of black student groups is demanding that the university fire any employee dubbed racist by a black-only student council and end employee, uh, employee speech immunity, a core principle of academic freedom and First Amendment protections for academics at public universities. Gone. That's what they want anyway. How, much, how, many, how many of you have money on that the University of Pittsburgh actually stands up to these people? How many of you have money and believe that they'll actually stand up to Black Pitt? Oregon politician, 29, who claimed he received an anonymous racist and homophobic letter sparking a police investigation, confesses he wrote it to himself and says stunt spiraled out of control. Jonathan Lopez, 29. How many of these do we have to see? And again, let me just ask you. Who puts out the hoaxes, everybody? Mask wearing, mask compliant, Republican, conservative, or Christian. Who puts out the hoaxes? The Democrats. So if they're telling you to wear a mask, is there a chance it could be a hoax? Uh, I'll let you figure that out. So here's Jonathan Lopez, 29, penned a racist, hate-filled rant to himself. And claimed it was sent anonymously, Oregon police said Monday. He reported the letter to the Hermiston police on June 23rd. It said he was not welcome in the area and that they kill people like him. It was signed, Sincerely America. Hey, there he is. Good job, guys. Appreciate that. In the course of the investigation, Lopez admitted he wrote the letter himself. The case has been referred to the Omatilla District Attorney's Office. Uh... There's nothing to consider here. He needs to be criminally charged with felony filing of a false police report. That needs to happen now. All these, you know, Juicy Smooye and all the rest of them, they need to be charged with filing a false police report if they involve the police. Now, if the police just got involved, Bubba Wallace shouldn't be charged. Okay, I can't stand Bubba Wallace. I can't stand what he did, but he shouldn't be charged because everybody just responded to him as he boohooed all over national TV over a hoax. Famed 
San Francisco art curator out after refusing to ban white artists. Uh, this is from yesterday. You're like, when did this all this happen? This week. This guy loses his job. Well, he resigns because he got so much hate over it. Because he refused to ban white artists. Here's how it went. Gary Garrels. Look that name, Gary Garrels. A senior curator at the San Francisco, what a surprise, Pelosi's district. Museum of Modern... See, the thing is, I, I, I'm sorry I keep interrupting myself, but you know what? Nancy Pelosi thinks that this will never come for her. She thinks this will never come for her. She honestly thinks that. She's a rich, white elitist. It will come for her. It's going to come for her. It's just the gator gotta eat. The gator's gotta eat. The hangman needs somebody in his noose. Eventually you run out of people to put in there. Right now it's curators, writers, Republicans, and you Republicans who think, well, I'm a compliant community partner, good neighbor. I'm wearing my mask. I don't have a problem with masks. I don't have a problem. You wear one, I don't care. If you if you don't wear one, I don't care. If I wear one, you're compliant, you're nice and neutral. You know, they'll never come for me. Bull crap. The hangman's got to fill the noose. The gators got to be fed. Eventually, they run out of people like me. Eventually, they're going to come for you, compliant capitulator. They will come. They run out. Listen, they run out of perps after a while. Plenty of victims, but they run out of perps. They will come for you, Pelosi. Eventually, you won't be politically correct either because of the color of your skin and your $69 million that you have in the bank, Pelosi. So Gary Garrell is a senior curator at the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art for Painting and Sculpture, resigned from his post Saturday after backlash from saying that the museum would continue to collect work from white artists. Garrell was confronted over the comments, the comments, the comments that he wouldn't be a racist. Is that it? He's saying, I'm not going to be a racist. I'm not going to decide art, whether it's from a black artist or a white artist. I don't care. Whatever deserves to be in the museum will be in the museum. Well, he's gone now. He was confronted over the comments during a Zoom meeting. Boy, I'll tell you, there are more people being asked to resign as a result of these COVID Zoom meetings. But none of it's connected, right? BLM, Antifa, COVID response, and none of, it, none of it's connected at all, right? They're not ushering in the same garbage time and time again. The same lies built on the same lies over and over again. That's not really happening, right? But he was confronted over the comments during a Zoom meeting after he said that banning white artists would basically be reverse discrimination. Breitbart reported that a petition was launched over his violent language. It, what he said was banning white artists would basically be reverse discrimination. He was reported, that guy, I mean, honestly, violent? I mean, I mean, not to be mean to the guy, but violent? He's the curator of the San Francisco Museum of Art for Painting and Sculpture. And he's violent? Breitbart reported that a petition was launched over his violent language and called for his job. The petition read, Considering his lengthy tenure at this institution, we asked just how long have his toxic white supremacist beliefs regarding race and equity directed his position curating the content of the museum. Here's the problem. He apologized and then resigned. 
You can never, I'm telling you, you cannot give one inch inch to the cancel culture rage mob. You can't. That's why I never close the church. I never, you ask anybody who attends my church, Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida, if you can be here tomorrow, 10 a.m., listen, it's time to leave your cowardice pastor's church. If they closed for anything more than a week or two, they're cowards. Get the heck out of there. If you got anything like temperature taking at the door, get out. If you got anything about you got to be six feet apart and touchless services, don't bring in no sick people allowed. One way in, one way out, alcohol gel stations everywhere. Wrong church. Get the heck out. Foundation Church, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Google it. See how far it is away from you and get here tomorrow. We will make room for you. Be here. And also a reminder right now, go over, hit that like and share button. Like and share. We've got to get this word out to people. What I'm telling you is the truth. All right. On to some entertainment news. How many of you saw the Nick Cannon stuff? What's his name again, Aaron? We have Muhammad Cannon. What's the other one? Or we have Nick Ali appearing on the show here. Nick Cannon smears Jews and calls white people's true savages. Play the video comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects us. Right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully <laughs> are not a car- careful less. enough nikki and 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 where the term actually comes from because i'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to minister farrakhan to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus when they, when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them. So then they're acting out of fear. They're acting out of hey, low pause for just one second. Leave they're it on the act- screen. Notice what the gesture behind him. Everybody see that right behind him. What is that? What else, who else does that look like? That's black. There you go. Put it on. If you guys can flip it, but there you go. Where's, what's the other one? There you go. Any difference? Everybody seeing the connection? Everybody see the agenda? Go ahead and start it back up. Thank you, guys. Oh, we're back on me. Out of a, a deficiency. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the only way that they can act is evil. The only way they can, they, they have to rob, steal, rape, kill, and fight or flight in, about or, in order to survive. Exactly. So, then people. these people who didn't have what we had. And when I say we, I speak of the mm-hmm. melanated people. Right. They had to word, be savage. They had to be barbaric. They had, because they're in these Nordic mountains, they're in these rough uh, torrential environments. Mm. So they, they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. And then they built up such this, this, I don't want to say warrior, but they built up such this 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 conquering mm-hmm. uh, barbaric mentality. There you go, and that's Hollywood for you. I mean, does he really believe that? Yeah, he probably does. There's other people that really don't believe it, but they'll back him up anyway, so they don't lose their jobs, and that they can be they can virtue signal all over the TV. Cannon also praised the vile Jew hater Louis Farrakhan, as you heard, and defended his decision to host anti-Jewish guest Richard. Griffin, Cannon said that black people are the true Semitic race. 
A Viacom CBS spokesman denounced Cannon's anti-Semitic statements, but not the anti-white ones. CBS, major problem with the anti-Semitic comments. No problem whatsoever with the anti-white ones. And here's the deal I want you to know. I'm not pro-white or pro-black. I'm pro who cares. That's what I'm pro. I don't care what the melanin content of your skin is. Who cares? That's what I'm for. Remember, let's all start a movement. Who cares? Here's what CBS said. We are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism. Never said one word about his racism. And we are terminating our relationship with him, the spokesman said. But they did fire him. I'll give him that. I am deeply saddened. Here's Cannon's response. In a moment so close to reconciliation. What planet does this idiot live on? In a moment so close to reconciliation, who exactly are you reconciling with, Nikki? Who exactly is it? And by the way, Sean Puffy Combs, P. Diddy, offered him a job right after he got fired. Oh, gosh. What, the, what is going on in this world? On to the next story. New York State Troopers Union threatens to pull out. When have you ever seen any of this before in your life. New York State Troopers Union threatens to pull out of New York City. The cops want to leave. When have you ever seen that? This is from the Bongino Report 717. Far left New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, new, Bill de Blasio's new laws regarding policing are putting officers at risk, said New York State Troopers PBA President Thomas Mungier on Friday. The Troopers Union president added that the city's restrictions on police officers are setting them up for failure and they cannot work well under those condi conditions. Mongeer told Fox and friends that by raising the bar and making, making it almost making it impossible for my members to safely arrest, we've had enough. I want them out. He said, think about it. He wants them out. What has, what has me listen? I mean, I want you to think about this. Have you ever heard this before in your life? If you hadn't, if, if you have not, that should concern you greatly, but just put your mask back on, right? There's a mask advocate right there. There's your buddy in maskdom right there. Your buddy, Bill de Blasio. I want them out. This is the officer. This is the head of the police union saying, I want my officers out. What has me alarmed is that troopers that are trained in certain tactics to arrest violent people can now be arrested for using those tactics within the five. Listen, everybody here, back to me now. What has me alarmed is that troopers that are trained in certain tactics. Cop right here, 25 years, 1992 to 2017, right here. We're trained in certain tactics on how to arrest and detain people, right? What has me alarmed is that troopers that are trained in certain tactics to arrest violent people can now be arrested themselves for using those tactics within the five counties of New York City. These tactics are still legal in the other 57 counties that make up New York State. So the troopers can't even go in and use the tactics that they've been trained to use in the city of New York. They're saying we want out. On Wednesday afternoon, de Blasio signed Administrative Code Section 1018 into law, which makes it a misdemeanor for an arresting officer. I have never in the history of the world ever seen a law written for law enforcement. 
which makes it a misdemeanor for an arresting officer to restrain someone in a manner that restricts the flow of air or blood by compressing the windpipe or the carotid arteries on each side of the neck or sitting kneeling or standing on the chest or back in a manner that compresses the diaphragm. There are times you have to lay on people. Yes, and the George Floyd was completely wrong. Cops don't do that inherently. How often does it happen? Please name it. Please name it. Oh, it's a grievous threat. Remember now, I haven't said it yet, this program. These are all the same two lies. Very small death counts. Lied about to say very large death counts and then propagated out to the entire world, out to the entire country and said, these are a grievous threat to you. COVID-19, 99.9% survival rate. Basically no chance of dying from it. Told, it's, it's put out to everybody. This could kill you in any minute. If you, if you get anywhere near COVID, you're going to die. That's not true. Even if you sucked in a giant spit wad full of COVID, you have a 99.9% chance of surviving it. But that's what gets put out. And everybody, we locked down a $20 trillion economy over that. Same thing. This country's being burned down. Statues are being taken to the ground. Auto zones burned to the ground. Federal buildings being attacked in Portland. All over what? Nine unarmed black men were killed by law enforcement last year. 19 white men. 1,000 total people were killed by law enforcement in 2019. Same as 18. Same as 17. Same as 16. It averages this. About 600 whites a year are killed by law enforcement. 200 to 250 blacks are killed by law enforcement every year. Facts. Those are facts. So you burn down a whole country? 200 to 250 black men and women are killed, mainly men, by law enforcement every year out of 43 million? And you burn down a whole country over it? And it's not, listen, I'm telling you right now, a lot of these people that are in these Black Lives Matter protests are not black. They're ignorant, spoiled, rotten little white kids living in mommy's basement, wearing Snuggies all day long, cooking up s'mores and watching porn. From Todd Starnes, too many white people playing classical music. Washington Post says, who owns the Washington Post? Uh, Jeffrey Bezos, the one who's banned Rodney Howard Brown's book off of Amazon. Buy this book. It's got all the answers in it. Buy this book. I'm going to buy a whole mess of them and hand them out at the church. The Washington Post says there are too many white people playing classical music. Who's the racist? There he is. I'm not a racist. I don't talk about color. Anybody who's captivated by color, motivated by color, thinks about color, dwells on color is the racist. The Washington Post issued a call to arms. Oh boy. On Thursday, to the angry mom at mob after publishing a report that showed a troubling percentage of white musicians in orchestras. This is where we're at. Even though we don't exactly know how to respond, something needs to change. We don't know how to respond, but something needs to change. Something we need to respond somehow. Michael Andor Brodor, the classical music critic at the paper, argues that it is high time. That the country examines its iconic music chambers. Oh, we can have a music chambers task force 
on racial equality? Are you kidding me? Due in part to its reawakening of social injustice. I'm not reawakening. Here we go. Ready? Here's my full wokeness. Don't care about skin color. Professors demand firing of police chief who displayed thin blue line flag. This happened at West Virginia University. The guy again in a Zoom chat has a, a Blue Lives Matter pin on and now they're demanding that he be fired. For what reason? Well, let's look. The English One of the English professors said, responded to the apology by saying that blue, the blue line, that's the problem, what did the chief do? Capitulated and apologized. What you do is you take, here, I'm going to give you the scientific theological response, ready? When somebody tells you to, re, to apologize for, let's say, not letting white artists into your museum or wearing a thin blue line flag pendant and they tell you to apologize, what you do is you say, hey, listen, take your apology and shove it right up your caboose. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what, that's what, um, what's his Gundy, Mike Gundy, the, the head coach of Oklahoma State, when he wore an own t-shirt, apologizes and do, donates a million dollars of salary back to the university. Or maybe it's to Black Lives, to a Black Lives Matter cause. I don't know, because he had one Canadian football player on his team who's black complain about it. You capitulate because you're so afraid to lose. You're so afraid to lose. Paul, Paul wrote in the book of Philippians that he counts all things for a loss to stand up for something. You don't sit there and apologize because as a cop, you're wearing a blue lives matter pin. What are you apologizing for? Well, that's never good enough for them anyway, because the, the English professor, Rose Casey, who responded on campusreform.com, responded to the apology by saying that the Blue Lives Matter flag is associated with white supremacy. By whom? Who? You, I guess. Professor Rose. She, she was nice enough to call his apology welcome. Then you got the biochemics genetics professor. He reportedly took to Twitter to call for the police chief's resignation. The only way to move forward is with his resignation. Why is it so difficult to comprehend? This is going on all over the country. All over the country. <laughs> Go ahead, put it up. Who's that a picture of? Oh, there's the guy. That was the guy who says that we need to have a task force to look into chambers where classical, classical music is played because there's too many white people there. There he is. What a dork. I mean, come on. Again, you know, I, I know I say this over and over again. I'm probably preaching to the choir, but here's the thing. Are, you're, these are the people that are advocating that you wear a mask and that schools stay closed. These are the people. So you got this, you got, here's an interesting, this the uh, flu graph, you guys, of the flu. Th yeah, there you go. Put that up there for me. There you go. Let's look at this. Now it's a little bit behind the times because the COVID death count is about 604,000 now, but look at it. Spanish flu, 50 million people died. 50 million people, 1918. World population, only 950 million. We have 8 billion now, just under 8 billion. 5.2% of the world's population died. Experts called it a tragic event. So let's bump it up a hundo years. 
seasonal flu every year. 650,000 people die of it. World population at that time, 7.5 billion, 0.009% of the world's population died. Experts call it typical year. 2020, two years later, 488, it says there it's 604,000 dead. Now, world population, it's actually 7.9 billion. 0.0, it's not going to change that number right there. 0.006% world population has died. Experts, the world is coming to an end. Shut down all business, close the churches, ruin the world's economy. Does everybody see this? It's all a hoax. The virus is real. The response is the hoax. Masks, masks don't work. Hoax. 99.9% survival rate, lockdowns, quarantines, social distancing, hoax. Closing churches, businesses, everything else, hoax. Postponing or closing schools. Do you know I just heard last night, I was at the River Church at the stand. Everybody, you listen, you need to get to the stand. I actually hope that there are people watching the stand instead of watching this. But here's the thing. Need to get there. I was at the stand last night. There are churches that have already committed to not opening up their churches until March 2021. Do you know that? Fact. How many flu deaths would there be right now? Think about it. If, if COVID, if we reported flu the way that we did COVID. Think about that. Bongino report from yesterday. And Sean Hannity. Acting Department of Homeland Security. Uh, Acting Department of Homeland Security Secretary, long name, Chad Wolf told Fox News on Thursday that even that even though Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, major Democrat, and Oregon Governor Kate Brown, very devout Democrat, both far left Democrats refused federal help in securing the city. We're going to focus on Portland for a couple minutes here in securing the city for from 47 straight days going on right now you think it's over it's not 47 straight days of violent rioting the feds will not leave play the video for me uh, so earlier this week i called not only the mayor but the governor uh, i offered dhs support to help them locally address the situation that's going on in portland uh, and their only response was please pack up and go home uh, and that's just not going to happen on my watch so we need to make sure that we're supporting our law enforcement officers here uh, and making sure that they're going to continue to protect the federal courthouse here. That's what the DHS does. Uh, that's our mission. We're not going to abdicate our mission, our responsibilities. Uh, however, whatever the local leadership here is telling us, we're going to do our job. Uh, we're going to do it professionally, uh, but we're not going to have these violent anarchists uh, who show up about the same time every night uh, for a series of hours uh, and having that federal destruction to property. I was able to tour the courthouse here. I saw the graffiti. I saw the broken windows, the broken doors. There's a, uh, there's a facility right across the street from the courthouse that has 47 coats of paint on it. They have to paint the facility every night after it gets graffitied. So right back to me. Time. There you go. Get this. I want to make sure that you heard that one part. I wrote it down here. This is from Chad Wolf. Homeland Security Secretary. Earlier this week, I called not only the mayor of Portland, but the governor. I offered DHS support to help them locally address the situation that's going on in Portland. And their response was, 
Please back up and go home. Please pack up and go home. Here's Nancy Pelosi's response to what's going on in Portland. Unidentified stormtroopers, unmarked cars, kidnapping protesters, and causing severe injuries in response to graffiti. To graffiti? These are not the actions of a democratic republic. She knows nothing about a republic. DHS's actions in Portland undermine its mission. Trump and his stormtroopers must be stopped. She's claiming those people. I'll read, I'll read the bottom part of it too. First Amendment speech should never be met. She's claiming that these rioters are exercising their First Amendment rights. Should never be met with one-sided violence from federal agents acting as Trump's secret police, especially when, un, when unidentified. Oh, you'll see in a minute how unidentified they are. This is disgraceful behavior, and we expect we would expect from a banana republic, not the government of the United States. She is the queen of wanting to make this a democrat, a, a banana republic. Unbelievable. Now I want to show you that I want you to keep that tweet in mind as I show you these very short videos of what is actually going on in Portland. Playing for me in a row, guys. Thank you. They've barricaded these guys inside of the federal. That's a federal building. Look at that building. Look at the condition of that building. The guy is with a hammer assaulting federal agents with a hammer. And she calls them free speech advocates. He's assaulting federal agents with a hammer. And the Speaker of the House says unidentified. Those look like unidentified stormtroopers to you? Or do they look like federal agents? They are federal agents, dummy. First Amendment speech should never be met with one-sided violence? This is the Speaker of the House. How galactically, politically, narrative-driven can you be? Or the other alternative is you're a democratic hack or you're galactically stupid. Those are, your, those are the only two choices. Play the downtown footage for me. Here's downtown Portland. Take a look at this. Look at this. This is a city in the United States. First of all, because of COVID, nobody's there. Look at the, I want you to notice now. I want you to see the combination of COVID-19 response. It is a ghost town. Look at it. A go, this is downtown Portland in the middle of the day. Look at what the COVID response and Black Lives Matter and Antifa, which are all the same lie, have done to this city. Look at the city. Look at this is in the United States of America. There's nobody out. Everything is boarded up. Everything is tagged. Everything has graffiti on it. Everything has been vandalized. And when asked, the DHS secretary comes in and says, hey, you can, you can use a little help. Can we help you pack up your stuff and go home? The governor and the mayor of the city, look at his city. Look at this. Those are not wanted paintings, folks. Louis Vuitton did not want that on there. Look at that's Louis Vuitton right there. This is, this is the United States of America. This is where we live. You can bring it back to me. I cannot get over it. Take a look at this. Let me, let me just pause for one second, guys. I want to read her. First Amendment speech should never be met with one-sided violence. Trump and the stormtroopers must be stopped. Show the next video for me. 
Here's the First Amendment free speech, guys, coming out. Look at that. First Amendment free speech. Play it one more time. First, this is what Nancy Pelosi should be met with. What? Counselors, social workers, you idiot. She's the Speaker of the House. She's two deaths away from the, she's third in line to the presidency. Can you imagine that? Yeah, put up that picture of Portland. The explosive one. There's Portland. Ba-boom! Portland, Antifa, and Black Lives Matter launch explosives. Put that picture up while I'm reading this, guys. At the federal, this is at the federal building. They launch explosives at federal building while barricading agents inside. They are putting up chain link fences, barricading agents inside. There, look at that. That is going on in America. This is not Lebanon. This is not downtown Beirut. It's Portland, Oregon. Portland, Antifa, and Black Lives Matter launched explosives at the federal courthouse and justice center while attempting to barricade agents inside on the 50th night of riots in the ultra-liberal city. Show me the video right outside the federal building. Take a look at this. This is an American city. They're putting fence up to barricade people on the inside as they throw explosives at them. This is happening every night in the city of Portland. This is no game, folks. This is the real deal. You can bring it back to me. You know what? People need, we need to stop worrying about being offended. We need to stop worrying about haircuts and kids' appointments and, you know, whatever other mundane tasks that, that are at hand, you might want to consider turning from your stupidity in the COVID response, turning from bowing to Black Lives Matter and say, you know, all these corporations paying their, their dues to Black Lives Matter, both fiscally and verbally. It's time to knock it off. You know what? There is no bottom to that well. Look, that's footage from an American city. That's Portland. Look at what happened with Seattle with nine square blocks taken over. Maybe we ought to start concentrating on some bigger issues than making sure our kids are signed up for baseball, volleyball, and football. That'll probably be canceled anyway. There was also severe violence against random citizens in Portland that they disagree with politically during Friday night's chaos. Show that one. This is a street preacher. Guys out there preaching the gospel. That's what they did to him. My. They sure are a compassionate crowd, a welcoming crowd. Are they not? A tolerant crowd. Welcoming to all, right? That's the socialist way every single time. Listen to this. This is from Gateway Pundit from today. Portland riot organizer. She needs to be freaking arrested if she's organizing these riots. People need to go to jail or prison for doing thousands upon thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars worth of damage to these buildings. People own these buildings. The federal government owns these statues. People need to pay the price for demolishing them. Portland riot organizer claims mission is the abolition of the United abolition of the United States as we know it play the video for me in Portland Hi, right here everyone. as many of you know my name is Willis Sinclair I'm an afro-indigenous non-binary local organizer here in Portland 
organizing for the abolition of not just the militarized police state, but also the United States as we know it. I want to make sure that while we are standing here on stolen land, we make sure to do a land acknowledgement. And every single person in that picture had a mask on. There is your, follow your leader. There they are, Republican. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Republican mask wearer. Every single person, every goober in that picture, including the reverend with his little white thing on in the back. We're all wearing their masks. If you wear one, you are one. You're believing them. They're the ones advocating for it all. There's the vouch, Mr. Mask himself. So this Lilith Sinclair, a Portland riot organizer, gained massive applause after saying that their mission is the abolition of the United States as we know it. Oh, this is just about George Floyd? This is about Black Lives Mattering? No, this is about socialism and Marxism ushering in the mark of the beast, the new world order. This is about ushering in socialism, Bernie, Stan Bernie Sanders style, as he honeymoons in the Soviet Union. That guy. And referred to our nation as stolen land. Lilith Sinclair could barely contain her excitement at the cheers when she announced herself, get this, as an Afro-Indigenous non-binary person. I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that even means. Afro-Indigenous non-binary? What are you? Bubba Wallace. This is from Gateway Pundit from today. Uh, Bubba Wallace update. I want to, I want you to see, I want you to see the damage that black lives matter Antifa and the COVID response has done to NASCAR. Look at the stands as you listen to them. Boo Bubba Wallace. <laughs> Starting sixth in the number 43 World God Technology Chevrolet from Mobile, Alabama, Baba Wallace! You freeze that picture for me right there, guys. Put it, roll it back and then freeze it. Right there, freeze it. Look at what COVID response in Black Lives Matter has done. The false response to COVID, the false response to George Floyd. Look what it has done to NASCAR. There ain't nobody there. Look at what it's done as they're all socially distancing from one another. What a, just a absolute apocalypse. You think all this is going to bounce back? Better think again. Heading towards the end here. Last 10 minutes. Don't leave me. Stay with me. Got 161 people on Facebook. Stay with me. Like and share it. Let's try to break 200 before we get out of here tonight. This is from Glenn Beck from four days ago. I want, to, I want you to know where we are as a country. This, I, I don't mean to be a downer. Listen, you need to know something. Righteous are never seen begging for bread. Psalm 37, 25. We are never seen begging for bread. So no matter what happens, our God will supply all of our need. Philippians 4, 19. We will be good. We'll be all right. But our country is in big, big trouble. If this depresses you, well, here's the thing. It's time to respond to the depression. Well, I'm just down about this. I'm just going to go crawl into a hole. No, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You're like, well, I'm not living wicked. You're strapping a mask on. You're living wicked. 
You're like, that's not sin, Tom. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's contrary to the word of God. If you're a Christian, all you have to do is bind and loose and you are safe. Jesus took up your infirmities and carried your diseases. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. Try the Bible. Try it. You might like it. It's called facts for the Christian. But our country is in trouble. It's not so much about getting your kids to t-ball practice. It's not so much about, well, do we have milk in the house? It's not so much about, you know what? We need to make this payment or that payment. Our country may not exist too much longer if we keep going down this path. Listen to what, don't play the video. These are the video, this, is, this was the precursor to the video. From Glenn Beck, he said, the Federal Reserve is investing in the stock market. First time ever. They're buying out corporate debt. First time ever. The Fed is buying, underwriting debt in staggering amounts. Listen to this. Over 50% of restaurants are closed now for good. They're not trying to come back when they're allowed to reopen. When did you ever even hear? Up till March 2020. When have you ever heard the verbiage allowed to reopen? When have you ever heard that verbiage before? You're hearing it now. It's big trouble. We should never be hearing things like uh, allowed to reopen, safely reopen, quarantining the healthy. And that should never be gone. 50% over, over 50% of restaurants nationwide are closed for good. 41% of all businesses overall are closed permanently. Well, you know, I believe in being a good neighbor. I'm going to wear that mask. This, okay, this is that, that mindset has gotten us 50% of restaurants gone forever. 41% of businesses gone forever. You want to keep doing it? You want to keep, you want to keep quarantining? You want to keep rolling lockdowns? You want to keep churches closed? You want to safely reopen? You want to strap a mask on your poor kid going off to the second grade? 20% of his oxygen being deprived from him every second. This is what it's gotten us. And these businesses that have closed, these 41% were all ordered to close and now can't reopen. Pier 1, gone. GNC, gone. JCPenney, these are not little businesses either. Gone. Signet Jewelers, which is like Kay's Jeweler, gone. Forever 21, gone. Lululemon, gone. All of these are either all closed or mostly closed. Office Depot, Banana Republic, Macy's, Gap, Walgreens, Papyrus, all announced closing hundreds of stores each. Fact. That's where we're at. Federal budget deficit in June. Only in the month of June. Not January 1st through June 1st. Just the 30 months of June. $864 billion. Almost just shy of $1 trillion in one month. We were slated to spend $1 trillion over our entire federal uh, budget for the entire year of 2020. We did that in a month. 
That's where, uh, well, let's make sure we got milk in the house. Let's make sure we got the kids signed up for trumpet lessons. None of that crap matters anymore. There may not be a country anymore if things don't start to change. You can't go a trillion dollars over your budget in one month and have t-ball practice anymore. Have a job. Have currency that exists. It's not going to last much longer, folks. The federal debt right now is $27 trillion. Trump inherited it at $19 trillion. For in the four years that Donald Trump will be president, it's both his fault and not his fault. COVID's not his fault. COVID's costing about $4 trillion of this. In these ridiculously stupid stimulus packages that are encouraging people to stay unemployed. They're paying you more to stay home. That doesn't sound like socialism, does it? Hey, you know what though? In China, like I read what I read to you earlier, you receive government checks. All you have to do to get that is renounce your, your Christianity. That'll never happen here though, right? Mask wearing Republican conservative. Yeah, don't worry. You're only doing exactly what they want you to do as you capitulate time after time after time. They told you to close your church. You did. They told you to quarantine yourself. You did. They told you to close your restaurant. You did. And now you can never get it back. Now they're telling you, even though they told you five months ago, masks were useless. Suddenly they want to mark you or mark me. One of the two, because I ain't wearing one. So they're marking somebody. Now they're telling you to wear a mask and you capitulate again. You capitulate again. You capitulate again over and over and over again. When will the church stand up? People who have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of them are too afraid to touch a plastic surface because there's COVID might be on it. Too afraid to go out without a mask. $27 trillion in debt. $4 trillion of that is because of this ridiculous COVID response. Yeah, put it up there. Here it is. Every second, there it is. U.S. debt clock. Look at that thing. Look at the national debt. Look at it. For 2020, debt per taxpayer is growing at two and a half times their household income. What you will owe. You think they're going to pay it? Think old Nance with her $30,000 cooler with her gourmet ice cream. Think she's going to pay it? Nah. You're going to pay it. They never pay squat. It's just like when they put in Obamacare. Guess who was exempt? All of them on Capitol Hill. Old Nance, old Chucky. All of them exempt. The Fed is buying $9 billion of U.S. Treasuries per day. $9 billion. What does that mean, Tom? They're buying the debt by printing money. Does that work? No. Eventually, what do you have then? It's called hyperinflation. You keep printing money, it's called hyperinflation. Say you got $100,000 in the bank and you have hyperinflation, that $100,000 turns into 10. Fact. It's happening every day. Oh, I'm concerned about, you know, getting my kid back to school. I'm getting, you know, we're buying clothes and. Well, if this keeps going on, there won't be any place to buy clothes or any place to buy food. You're like, Tom, you're being a downer tonight. This has to, somebody's going to have to stand up. Somebody's got to tell the truth. That means I lose viewers. I lose viewers. 
That moves, means I lose congregates. I'll lose, I'll lose congregate, congregates. I'll move up to a mountain and just live by myself. The Fed is buying $9 billion a day of U.S. treasuries per day. That's, and that's all new debt that they're, that they're buying. Not old debt they're buying. The one that's being created every day, they're buying it. Growing treasury holdings by $300 billion per month. Federal debt will be $30 trillion by the end of the year. That was the economics portion of the video. Now what Glenn Beck poses here, now listen, this is kind of a long video. It's about three minutes long. Don't stop watching. Watch this video. You need to know it. You're like, Tom, this, all this is, is depressing. It's not depressing. It's the truth. Well, the truth is depressing. Nah, we have to respond to it. We have to respond as the church. If you're not a Christian, you need to respond to it as a conservative. You need to speak out. You need to pull that stupid face diaper off your face. It's time to respond. It's time for civil, not violent Facebook, not violent Facebook, not violent Facebook. It's time for just fiscal responsibility. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to have civil disobedience. To say we're not going to follow you down this rabbit hole. We're not going to keep voting for politicians that raise the debt ceiling every year. Do you know what our debt was in 2000? Do you know? $1 trillion. $1.1 trillion 20 years ago. It's now just shy of $27 trillion, folks. Oh, Barack Obama did $11 trillion of that himself. Trump wasn't doing great at the debt. I love Trump, voting for Trump, but he was not doing great at the debt, but he had definitely slowed it down from Hussein's version of things. So we're going to play this video. I want you to listen to the combination that Glenn Beck presents here that you may never have heard before. I'll be honest with you. I hadn't heard this. This is new information about the coagulation of Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the Council on American-Islamic Relations Care. Play the video. Anarchist Islamists working together. They're not even hiding it anymore. Experts now call it the Red-Green Alliance. Oh, they've got a nice name for it now. CARE has been marching with Black Lives Matter in several places, leading chants. I want, to, I want to play some chants. One is from CARE in Florida. The other is from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, uh, the Black Lives Matter met and invited speakers to call for the abolishment of police, Israel, the U.S. government. I want you to listen to the chants in both of these cities. Listen. This is Florida. So you have the Black Lives Matter chant in Florida. This was a care. This was a care rally. Now they were a little more blatant in Brooklyn. Here's the Brooklyn Black Lives Matter and care rally. No annexation rally. Resistance is justified from New York to Palestine. Notice the signs there. And Zionism from 
from Gaza to Minnesota. Globalize the Infatata. Exactly what I said would happen is now happening on our streets. And you are not hearing a word about it. Another BLM Islamist rally had the chance of Black Lives Matter, Palestinian Lives Matter, and then they ended with the chant from the river to the sea, Palestinian, uh, Palestine will be free, which is the call to destroy Israel. Do we have that chant? Black Lives Matter! From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means kill all the Jews. That's what that means. We are not dealing with people that want to just have fairness in America. Everybody needs to listen to the end of I've this. I've got to take a closely. break and then I'm going to come back and I want to talk to you about your church. There you go. Listen to this now. Because I'm telling you right now, the church is the only thing that will save us. Truth. Our churches. But where are our pastors? Where are our preachers? Where are the people that are supposed to stand up for what is right? Are you not listening to God? How can an alcoholic DJ Mormon get this and not you? Everybody get that? How does an alcoholic DJ Mormon understand this more than the evangelical pastors that are right now being offended by this video evangelical pastors who caved closed your stinking churches you ought you ought to be the ones that are permanently closed not the restaurants not pier one you ought to be permanently closed because you should have known better what are you doing closing your church? Well, it's because of an illness, a disease that could kill. 99.9% survival rate. A flu bug. A kung flu. That's all it ever was. You coward. And now you refuse to repent. Probably because you got federal dollars to pay your staff while you were closed. You sat home doing nothing but making Zoom videos. Announcing new announcements about announcements that are announcing to announce. Week after week, oh, we got a brand new announcement coming up. We're meeting again to make more announcements about announcements. That's all you've been doing. What is the matter with you? Everybody like this, share this right to your pastor. I don't care who it is. How could you not stand up? You know, those of you who closed for two weeks at the beginning, it was still a pansy cowardice act. However, what are you doing month after month after month? Are you enjoying it, by the way? Maybe just not working? Absolute garbage. You have Glenn Beck. That way he was describing himself. He's a former alcoholic, still calls himself an alcoholic. An alcoholic Mormon DJ who can see this and you can't. Jonathan Shuttlesworth said this last night. That atheists are seeing that Jesus is coming back soon. And you can't, you still think this is about a flu bug? Wake up!
I'll finish in Chicago tonight. It's one of the saddest things I have ever seen that this is happening in our country. And again, where is the church? You know, I have people that write me on here. And thank you guys all for watching. I see some names on there. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being on. God, we got our highest numbers. And I'm about to close out tonight. This, is, this makes me sad as a cop right here. That this is the state of the country that we are in. You got people like Lori Lightfoot leading the city of Chicago, the Windy City, one of our great cities, leading it into an abysmal hell, just like Bill de Blasio, socialist utopian hell. That's where they're leading it. From today, from Gateway Pundit, leftist, Antifa terrorists and Black Lives Matter mob hurl frozen bottles, sticks, cans, and fireworks at Chicago police. 18 officers injured. Oh, well, you know, honey, make sure you pick up the groceries before you come home. That's, that's what we're focused on, just living our daily lives. What are you going to do when that life's gone? What are you going to do when that life's gone? When, when there is no Publix, there is no Walmart, there is no T-ball, there is no school, there is no cash. What are you going to do then? That day will come. I don't know when. $27 trillion in debt, heading for $30 trillion in debt, maybe sooner than you think. This is the state of our country's at right now. Play that video for me. There's our police. I'm going to let this video run. Look at it. This is our country right here. Black Lives Matter. We don't do that stuff flying at them, folks. Let it play. Let it play. We need to see this. And why did this happen? You guys want you to play that other video of the, the statue being pulled down. Why did this happen? Because they came and responded to this. That's why it happened. They came in. They watched this for a little bit. Getting ready to go. See all of them in their riot gear. Trying to pull down another statue. Big F word right there for everybody to see. That's where we're at. Back, play, go back to the original video. Play it again. That's why. This, all this is what happened. Look at these guys. You alright with this? Christians? You alright with this? Back to me. You th you're like, those are two different things, Tom. Coronavirus and that. No, they're not. They're not two different things. They're two lies. They're two black swan lies that were used to usher in complete and total anarchy in our country. That was the city of Chicago. You ever seen it before? In your lifetime? I have not. Sat there and watched cops basically being, there's no other word, but just barraged with frozen, with filled, with explosives. Why? Because they were keeping a monument from being pulled down of Christopher Columbus. That's where we're at. So, Tom, what's the solution? What's the solution? The church has to start following the Bible. Well, the Bible's too mean, then you're not a Christian. Jesus made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple. He called Peter Satan. He called the Pharisees and the Sadducees sons of hell. He called the Pharisees and the Sadducees whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. Jesus said, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire 
and burned. Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Find it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He was exclusive, intolerant of other faiths. Then no, I don't want to hurt anybody that has another faith, but they're not going to heaven. It's time for us to follow the real Jesus. It's time for you to pull off that face diaper and stand in faith. That's what being a Christian is all about. And listen, you know what else? And this is what I'm closing with. You know what else a Christian's about is all about being? It's about repentance. If you blew it and you closed your churches or you blow it and you're still not even returned to church, if you're staying at home because your husband tells you to stay at home because he's afraid of COVID, you blew it. If you're offended and staying at home, you're blowing it. You're blowing up your whole life. Turn from it. If you've never been saved before, you're ruining your life. You're wasting your life if you've never been saved before. God has a plan for you. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, For God's gifts and His call are irrevocable. Even if you get saved tonight and you're 47 years old, your best days are ahead. Even if you smoked away the first 47 years. If you spent the last five months and you used to attend my church and you're all torqued, mad, and offended, how are things going without it? How's life without it, really? Well, things are good. You know, I go to a nice, sweet church now. Yeah, you've been, you've been sedated in your complacency. Instead of having a real pastor push you toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, not mediocrity. Let's get back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. If the church stands, if the church would have stood back in March, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. But we can do one thing. We can repent and stand back up. People like me, I don't need to repent. I stood the whole time. But I'm encouraging others to repent and say, you know what? I'm going back to the Bible in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, I invite every single person, the 148 people that are still watching on Facebook, I invite them all, anybody that can make it tomorrow to church right here in Inglewood, Florida. Lord, for those that are churchless because they don't have any choice, I pray over their situation. Listen, I want you to receive this prayer. Those of you who are churchless right now, and listen, if you're going to a weak church, a church that has a touchless service right now, you're churchless. If you're going to a church that just is safely reopened and stayed closed for months, you're churchless. Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength and the power to change churches for those, Lord, that don't have any choices at all. They don't know what to do or where to go. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to open up divine doors, divine appointments. Lord, show them a divine path to follow to get them back where they belong in the body of Christ so that they can press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I pray this over my brothers and sisters in Christ. Receive this prayer, everybody. Lord, I pray the will of God, which is an exciting and a powerful faith and walk with you. I pray this over each and every person that is watching. A powerful, exciting, world-changing walk with God. I pray this over all those that are watching right now and all those that will watch. Even if they're not saved, Lord, I'm praying in their salvation. 
Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen and amen. Listen, 3385 South Access Road, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, Inglewood, Florida. If you got a weak church, you're churchless. Maybe your church has been pulled out from underneath you. You're churchless. Join me tomorrow. You want the gospel, you'll hear it tomorrow morning right here at 10 a.m. I love you guys. God bless you.